Welcome to Bold in Business, where strategy meets personal development and emotional mastery. I'm your host, Claudia Manjuk, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, qualified coach, a mom, and an advocate for breaking the rules and doing things your way. Each week, we'll dive into unfiltered conversations on the topics that matter most to female entrepreneurs, including mindset, leadership, marketing, and more. If you're ready for inspiration, insights, and actionable takeaways for your life and business your way, let's get started. Hello, friend, and welcome back. I'm really excited to be chatting to you today, and I have to say, it was a really tough question to think, what should my first proper episode back be about? Uh, If you haven't listened already, I have a bonus episode for you that is all about my brand new business, Balding Business, why I chose that name, what it means to me, my mission, some pretty deep conversations about stuff that's going on in my mind, um and a bunch of stuff. It's a, it's a big old ramble, but I promise you will take something away from it. So go listen to that if you haven't already. But today I wanted to go back to business. Yeah, I wanted to talk about things that I know matter to you, matter to me, matter to my clients. And you know, I'm all about giving you value. So I thought hard and I thought it'd be a really interesting exercise considering the fact that I'm technically starting a new business, but I want to, you know, in parentheses, it's not really fair to say that I'm starting a new business because I already have an audience, I already have clients, I already have social proof, I already have a lot of experience. I'm basically, I'm calling this much more a rebrand because I'm moving away from one brand to another, but the mission hasn't changed. So I am not starting a business from scratch, but in the spirit of that rebrand, doing something fresh, I want to share with you today, truly, honestly, in depth, what I would do to get to six figures if I was starting a business today. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room, six figures. You know that I'm not about like that life of, you know, sharing numbers anymore, just randomly. Six figures to me at this point is a metaphor. What I mean and what I will mean from now on in any episode when I say six figures is building a healthy business that allows you to have an okay life. It doesn't allow you to buy a mansion in LA or to travel the world in five-star hotels, but it allows... I would say majority of people to be comfortable regardless of where you live in the world. And for me, I'm in London, so it's an expensive life. If you live in Bali, for example, your rent is probably 20 times, you know, smaller than mine and so on. But with six figures, most people I know can be comfortable. Obviously, it's interesting because from my market research, it seems like the sweet spot for a lot of people. And again, we can go into details of currency, whether it's pounds or dollars or euros or your local currency. But generally speaking, let's just say dollars, I think majority of people would be very happy with a 250k revenue. That seems to be the sweet spot where it's not too much, you're not going crazy, you don't need a huge team or to manage, you know, all of that like crazy, but it really allows you to make some good financial decisions, invest in stuff, you know, do all good stuff. But anyway, see, I got carried away already talking about the six figures thing. But what I want to say is the fact that it's a metaphor. It's not about literally hitting six figures, which is technically 8,333 per month. Uh, And I want to say this also, no business is at that point at which it will hit exactly the same amount of money every month. And I actually am telling you now, you should start moving away from monthly revenue goals and move into quarterly because months are up and down depending on what's happening in your industry, in the market, in your life. But quarterly can be a lot more accurate and you don't beat yourself up if you don't hit a monthly one. Anyway, so yeah, let's talk about what I would do if I was starting from scratch to really, I don't want to say guarantee, but make sure like that I do everything in my power to get to six figures that first year. And you might be surprised to hear that the first port of call for me would be all about 
offers and messaging. Like, honestly, this is the number one thing that most people don't nail. You might think that I would have gone straight into making a business plan, building an audience, creating content, you know, getting a brand photo shoot, getting a website, la la la, all of the stuff. You actually don't need a good chunk of that if your offers and messaging is really, really, really on point. And for that reason, you heard it here first, I actually have, um, I'm creating an offer at the moment. I don't know when I'm going to launch it. I reckon maybe September, maybe before. We'll see how it goes, which is all about offers and messaging. Because I find that if your offers make sense and your messaging is on point and your messaging is clear and it really speaks to the soul of your ideal client in a deep way that gets them moving, then content creation becomes easier. Selling becomes easier. Actually serving the people inside those programs becomes easier because everything is clearer. So your messaging is so, so important. And your messaging also defines how you communicate and how you feel about your offer. Because if you don't have the right words inside your mind, when you think about your offers, you're going to feel really lost when you're talking about it. So the number one thing that I would nail would be my offers and my messaging. Also, I'm going to say something that might be an unpopular opinion, but if I was starting, and it's funny because I kind of did that. I would say after I started this business, uh, four months after, four months in, I invested in a high ticket program. Um, And you might be thinking, what? Like four months in already? I spent at that time what felt like a lot of money. I think I spent six, seven thousand pounds. Keep in mind, that is more than I paid for my coaching qualification. My coaching qualification, because I actually went to Animas, um, to an actual coaching school, old school, I actually went in person in London at Regent's University, uh, which was very cool looking back. It was actually, obviously, it was 2019, so it was before COVID. It was really nice. Like, I actually sat in the classroom of the university, and I sat down, and we did, like, practice, and it was absolutely incredible. I will always look back on that with a smile on my face. Anyway, how did I get to that? Sorry, I, I got really distracted. But uh, I was just saying about, yes, the, the program. So I invested in a high ticket program that really kept me accountable. I did invest in a VIP version of it that also has access to the person one-to-one. Um, but I invested in, I would invest in that to keep me accountable. Because in the beginning, you will have a lot, not just in the beginning, who are we kidding? You're going to have a lot of mindset wobbles. Um, and it's very important to have accountability partners. And sometimes it's hard when you have like a biz bestie or a friend, because they're going to want to be really nice to you. They're going to want to just be like, oh, you're okay. You know, like be kind to yourself. It's all good. You're all right. And that's not to say that you might not have a friend who's actually going to be honest with you, but with having a coach or a mentor, especially in a group setting, it really can motivate you and give you the inspiration that you need. So I would invest in a group program to keep me accountable and also to learn some of the mechanics of the business, especially if you are really good at what you do, but not necessarily at business. So that is step one. Uh, Offer messaging, you have to nail that. Like, Please, if, no matter how much money you're making right now, if you're already at six figures and you're thinking, why have I not been able to grow? Most likely it's something to do with your offers and messaging, which then is trickling down into everything else around your sales, your content, how you feel, feeling unaligned and so on, because your offers might not be right for you anymore. Or maybe you're offering something that you think you should be offering. Oh, there's so much in there. Um, okay, so now we have offers and messaging and accountability, investing in the program to make sure that you're staying on track with all that. Next, I would move into building an audience. Now, I'm going to say something very unpopular, but I don't care. (laughs) I would focus on, first and foremost, one long-form platform. Um, I'm talking about something that is actually a slow burner. I'm talking about a 
podcast, a YouTube channel, or a blog. Because you will never build connection and authority with short-form content the way you do with something big like a podcast or YouTube channel or a blog. Ideally, you'd want more than one. If you can do that, that's fantastic. But be very wary of your capacity because you don't want to overdo it. So I would do that to really build connection because what I'm finding is that majority of people are starting businesses or trying to grow businesses. Remember, I'm not just talking to someone here who's just starting out. I'm just talking metaphorically because these steps are going to help you regardless of where you are. Like you could have been in business for five years and not feel so good about it or feel a bit lost and you could still literally be doing like um, an assessment of your business and be going, okay, how do I feel about my offers and my messaging? Do I understand everything about that? Do I feel about good about all of that? Do I have someone to keep me accountable? Do I understand all the mechanics of the business? Then you could ask yourself, let's look at my audience. So you see what I mean? So you can follow the same process regardless of what stage you're at. So you have your long form content that really builds the connection. And I'm telling you right now that that's what the industry is moving towards. When it comes to expertise, when it comes to authority and leadership and being taken seriously, more and more people are moving away from the platforms that they don't have any control over. I'm talking about the Instagrams, the TikToks, um, whatever else people use, I don't know, Twitter, Facebook groups. Um, The problem with that, they're great. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to talk about it in a second. Social media is still very important for visibility, but it's not in your control. And what that means from a mindset perspective is that you are going to spend a lot of time feeling overwhelmed and having a lot of self-doubt because you are expecting if I put in A, I receive B. But uh, actually, no, an even better one would be if I put in A, I receive A. But it doesn't work like that on social media. You might be putting in the most amazing content. You might be doing um, more than everyone else in, the, in, the, in your industry or your competitors or whatever and still not be getting the result because a lot of times it's not just about you. Like for full transparency, my Instagram account, I'm talking not about the bold business one, but Claudia Manjak, because I went on maternity leave, oh my God. Like Instagram basically now, I don't want to say, it didn't shadow ban me. I don't even think that's actually a thing, but my reach is dead basically. And I kind of knew that going on mat leave, but at the same time, imagine that I wouldn't go on maternity leave to have my baby because Instagram is going to penalize me because I'm not posting for a few months. Like that just goes to show the fact that I could have gotten my, oh my God, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to say what I came to mind. I would have gotten my panties in a twist over the fact that a social media platform is the reason why I'm not taking maternity leave because otherwise I'm going to get penalized. Absolutely not. Instead, my brain went to, nah, 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 I'm diversifying. I'm going to go a lot deeper than just, you know, one social media platform. But anyway, my point is you cannot allow yourself to be emotionally manipulated by social media and thinking that you need to be spending every single second of every minute that you work on it. It's very important for you to build something that you actually own. And guess what you own? You own, let's think, you own your podcast. No one can take it away from you. You own a blog. Again, it's on your website. No one can take it away from you. And you own your email list. So why wouldn't you put energy into these things and then be smart and use social media to actually make them visible? But honestly, getting to my next point. So long-form platform, I think I went in depth on that one. And then I would use social media. I would use one to two platforms. I would say using at least two, 
and one can be your primary one and one can be your secondary one so you don't spend as much time on the second one because obviously time is limited i don't expect you to be working 40 to 50 hours a week if you you know have certain life situations like um when i started my business i was working those kind of hours i don't want to lie to you but right now i'm not right now i'm working on paper i'm working 12 hours a week um let's just say that i add another three to five let's just say 20 hours altogether, that's it. That's what I have capacity for. And I'm cool with that. And I'm building a business that suits me. So my point is, don't spend all your time in social media. But you do have to use social media. I hate to say have to, but you can use social media for visibility. There are also other ways. But if I was starting from scratch, you better believe I would shout about my stuff everywhere. I would literally be messaging, emailing everyone to make sure that they know what I do, they know who I am, and I would offer my time for free. Uh, and here I'm not talking about one-to-one sessions because this is a very common thing, but I would actually go to everyone who is relevant to my target audience and offer them things for free for their audience. And I'm not just saying, I'm gonna message, I don't know, Marie Forleo and say, hey Marie, can you share like this uh, you know, shitty freebie that I made with your hundreds of thousands of uh, email subscribers? Absolutely not. You need to be smart, you know. It, it's different if you go and you say, hey, person who um, you know, has 5,000 people as their followers or an email list or a podcast and I'm gonna come and I'm going to actually give like a free workshop to your audience um, and all I ask for in return is being able to promote this thing and if people want to come to my into my world they can in that way you actually provide value for those people and you actually give something and they will you know because of the reciprocity principle they will want to give you something back they will be okay with that but again for that you need to make sure that you have your offers and messaging sorted and you know who you are and so on you see what I mean so be smart with social media be smart with your visibility and get yourself everywhere. You cannot make money if you're not seen. No one's going to come knocking on your door being like, hey, I'm going to give you some money now. What are you up to? Um, the other thing as well is you don't have to be on social media necessarily. It can be they build a referrals mostly business. It can be that your business model is in a way where you just have to work with three people and they stay with you and they each pay you X amount and that's it. You know, if you work with... Um, let's say four clients and they each pay you 2000 a month that is 8000 per month from four clients and if you sell them on 12 months packages that is technically 100k a month from four clients you just have to get those four clients they stay with you 12 months that's it my point is open your mind to things being done differently there is more than one way and Again, I don't know if you've read my new website, go, you know, hint, hint, boldinbusiness.co.uk. And if you're wondering why it's .co.uk, it's because I tried to get calm and I couldn't. And also they were trying to charge me like 5,000 pounds. And I'm like, why? It doesn't actually matter because from an SEO perspective, it will be found anyway, because it's not about the UK and whatever. Anyway, go check it out. But um, I was saying in there that you don't have to do my way or the highway. And this is something that I really want to talk about much more because you are the boss of your business and of your life. And I really want you to get into this mindset of things get to do however I want them. Things get to be however I want them to be. I get to do things how I want to do things. There are always ways and solutions. And this is the kind of mentor that I am that will always help you find a way that works for you. Like I actually had someone recently come to me and say, oh, I have to do this this way and this thing and this thing and this is not working. And I was like, but why do you have to do it that way? Like, you have a goal, but 
what I'm hearing from you in that case from the client is that you believe there's only one way to get to that goal. What if instead we were to have a clean slate and think what is the, the path of least resistance for me to get to that goal? And it's the same in here with this thing that I'm telling you. There is a path of least resistance for you specifically for you to get to your next financial goal, metaphorically speaking, the six figures that we're talking about today, you know? Okay, now. I'm going to go into the actual offer part and what I would do. And again, this is all very metaphorical and it's hard to tell you what I would do without it being about me and what I, I Claudia Manjak, founder of Bold in Business, would actually do in my business. But generally speaking, I'm trying to give you a formula that works for you. And I don't like formulas, but it, for the sake of this conversation, let's stick to a formula, shall we? Let's entertain it and hopefully you can take away not the formula itself, but the philosophy behind the formula. Because again, that's the kind of mentor that I am. Like, I don't want to give you a fish because you're going to eat a fish and then you're going to be hungry in three hours again. Instead, I want to teach you how to fish so then you can make yourself any kind of fancy fish that you want when it comes to business and life, all right? <laughs> um, when it comes to offer, obviously, this is the obvious thing. High ticket is always going to be easier to get to your financial goal. So, you know, taking the example from before, four clients, 2,000 per month. If you were to sell whatever thing for 200 a month, you would need 10 more clients, you know, like 10x clients. So I would say high ticket is the easiest way to get to that. However, you don't have to do high ticket. For high ticket, I would suggest that it's very important to build trust. So if you want to go down the high ticket route, you need to build trust more than ever. The stuff that I was telling you about earlier, podcast, YouTube, blog, um, long form content is super important because people don't want to pay thousands for someone that just like, I don't know, talks on TikTok and that's it. Um, they need to build that trust and they do that in like a live masterclass in, um, a workshop in, you know, reading multiple like deep thoughts from you in a blog um, or an email. It doesn't have to be a blog, by the way. I know that I keep banging on about blog. It's just because I'm a writer at heart and I'm very biased and I will always recognize my own bias. But I want you to think for you and your energy and where you naturally feel like you communicate easiest. What is that? For example, I had a client not too long ago. She really struggled to express what she was good at and why she was good. She really, really struggled with her messaging, with content, with all of it. However, if anyone got on a call with her, they would sign up. Like it was, I think she had an insane closing rate, like 95% plus, like pretty much most people signed up to work with her. So for her, we made a strategy that was very much around, we need to get you in a room with people and then they'll buy from you. So the whole goal of her entire marketing strategy was to get people in the room with her. For other people, it's not like that. For other people, they sell best on video. For other people, they sell best like in writing or whatever it may be. So Think about you. If you want to sell high ticket, how can you build that connection, that trust with people so they can buy from you and get to know you? Now, if you want to go down the low ticket route, I would say that you need to spend majority of your energy on visibility. Because with low ticket, it's very much an, a lot of the times it's an impulse buy thing. So you're, you need to count on numbers because again, you cannot be selling to four clients, 2000 and make you know six figures. Instead, <coughs> sorry, you want to be selling much more. Can you tell I have a tickly throat, but I'm not, I'm not not recording because of that. Um, because I'm actually feeling okay. I'm just a little bit, um, I think, um, again, this is parenthesis because, you know, I'm just going to keep it real with you because um, you know that these podcasts are very much like, like literally, I'm talking to you right now, 
the way I would talk to a friend and the way I would talk to a client. That's it. And I want to keep it real with you. But anyway, I was just saying that I think transitioning to bold in business is a, um, it's a move that has been sitting inside me for probably a couple of years now if not even longer. Like I've had this business for nearly four years now. And I'll say, yeah, after about uh, uh, one and a half years, two years, I was like, okay, I need I need to do something different. But for the longest time, I didn't allow myself to. And if you think about it on the energetic side, I feel like it was um, stuck in my throat. <laughs> Again, I, I don't know much about this, so don't quote me. I feel like my throat chakra was like blocked, something around like the speaking side. So now that I'm doing it, I've been very challenged. I feel like from a lot of perspectives, emotional and now physical as well. And I feel like this is literally my body's response to this big change. It's almost like I'm releasing so much that my body's like getting rid of shit, you know? So I think that that's why I'm feeling a little bit like not really sick because I don't feel like I'm sick um I just yeah I'm, I'm blocked and like my throat feels funny and I'm like okay we're getting rid of the bad stuff we're getting better rid of the you know all the bad juju and all the things that I was holding on to and so on but anyway <laughs> going back to low ticket if I was doing a low ticket mostly business I would focus majority of my energy on visibility because you need to be seen and you need a lot of people to buy from you so um my favorite strategy for that is actually pumping out freebies. Uh, freebies that are very smartly and strategically leading to the offers. For example, here's something that I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about like specifically, but why not have, if you have a, I don't know, 300 pound staying, 200 pound staying, why not have two freebies that lead to the same um, offer from a different point of view? Let's just say again, you know, I'd love to give examples. Let's just say what offer should, I'm literally looking around me. I'm in the living room now. Um, let's just say that you are someone who, okay, I'm looking at the rug for Evelyn. I have one of these play mats. Let's say that you are a, um, child nutritionist um you could have you know maybe you have like a course about child nutrition i mean this is very relevant to me because i have a one-year-old who i'm really trying to make sure that she eats a lot um you could have two freebies one could be very much around maybe like fussy eating and the problems that people deal with and so on and from there you lead them into that and your other um freebie so maybe that could be like a an ebook for example um or like a free pdf guide or something over email like an email course like five day email course and maybe your other one could hit it from a very different point of view which could very much be around um, nutritional value of food like the the i don't know a hundred most nutritious foods for babies or whatever and from there you can then go and upsell your course do you see what i mean those are targeting the same person from two very different points of views and again this is what i keep telling you there's not one way to do things just make sure that you're being creative and obviously if you want my help come to me i want to help you um and also fun fact do you know that now i have four different ways of working with me one-to-one. I've never had this many, but I've gotten quite a lot of feedback lately that people wanted more accessible price points in terms of working with me one-to-one and not just to be in my programs and in my courses. So uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes. So go check out how I can help you one-to-one. And I have one service that is only a few hundred pounds. I don't know for how much longer I'm going to keep it at that. And it's literally me giving you feedback on whatever you want. Like, is, we're going to jump on a call. Yes, you and me, we're going to jump on a call and I'm going to give you feedback, whether it's like you send me stuff in advance and whether it's your content or a launch plan or your whole marketing strategy or your messaging or you want to create a new offer or you're not sure how to tweak your you know, product suite to make sense, whatever it is, I can help you with that. So again, make sure that you're looking in the show notes because I'll leave everything there. But 
you, I'm hoping you get the idea with the offers. Like I told you, I don't want to give you a formula, but these are basically the, the two ways in which you could make it in terms of high ticket and low ticket. And obviously you can combine them. And the last thing, you might not be surprised to hear this, I'll be focusing on selling a lot selling everywhere that I can. And especially if you don't feel so comfortable or confident with selling, I would make sure that you are selling every day, inviting people into your world one way or another. Because the more you practice, the more confident you become. And also the more people hear you talk about your offers, the better you know the connection is going to be, the more they're going to understand like what you do, how you do it. And remember, very important point, and I'm going to go after this because I feel like I'm, I'm talking to you about a lot of stuff and I really want to make sure that hopefully you've taken some notes or you have some ideas, you can pause this, you can come back to it, you can listen again. When you talk about something, you feel like you are annoying your audience because you hear it all the time. So like if you create a hundred pieces of content, you're like, oh my God, this is so much content. But your audience is going to see, at most, probably your super fans are going to see 60 to 80 percent of your content and they're probably going to remember about half of that at most because they're not only going to consume your content so when you're feeling annoying what you're actually doing is reinforcing a message and you've heard the cliche you know someone needs to hear something between 7 and 21 times which by the way is a very big gap because who the hell actually knows but people need to hear something a lot until they actually get it. So don't feel like you're annoying. People need to understand them. Because I'll tell you right now, if I see an offer one time, like I will literally forget it. Like I will not remember it. There is a reason why, you know, McDonald's, they advertise everywhere. They have obviously their shops and they have ads and there's like billboards and there's signs and whatever. Because it's McDonald's. You would think, who people know McDonald's. No one needs to be reminded it's McDonald's. But why do you think they spend the money? It's because they want to be at the top of people's minds when it comes to, you know, when they're going out with their kids or whatever, they're like, oh, like there's a McDonald's like 500 meters away or whatever. You know what I mean? You want to be like that. You want to signal people when it comes to your offers, which is why you should be selling your offers all the freaking time. And I'm not saying you should be doing the boring thing of just like sending a boring ass email that says, this is my offer. This is who it's for. Or, you know, putting graphics on Instagram or just being, you know, talking about the benefits of your offer. But I'm talking about just actually making your offers as part, of, as part of your brand and that is so natural for you to be talking about them that is like, of course she's talking about them. Like, you know, she runs this thing or she has this offer or this program or this done for you thing or this course or this ebook or it doesn't actually matter. Like, don't tell yourself that only people who insert whatever limiting belief you have can sell every day. No, the way in which you go on Amazon and people sell every day, right? Like, as in, that's usually what it's for. You go on... Um, I don't know, any kind of service provider, like you go to get your door fixed, you go on their website, you go on the social media and they talk about getting your doors fixed. It's obvious. And I'm using that example because a lot of people say, well, it's different for e-commerce. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a business. You know, it's not you. You are a business owner. And in this specific capacity, they put yourself online in, you need to be selling. Okay, that was a big one. <laughs> I feel like there is there is some good stuff in there. And speaking of... Um, content and all that. I'm definitely going to be um, taking this podcast episode and I'm going to be creating some content out of it because I feel like uh, there was some there was some gems in there and I really want to hear what you enjoyed from it. Please share this, honestly. Like I would really appreciate it if you shared it with your audience. I really want to spread the message further about, you know, really doing things your way, really going in deeper with your work. Um, and if you have any questions, as always, just message me. It was good to chat to you. Thank you for joining me and I will speak to you next week. Bye! 
You've been listening to Bold in Business. If today's episode sparks something for you, share it with your audience or a friend who needs to hear it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave us a review because it really helps us to spread the message further. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect and all the details. And until next time, stay bold.